Want an ad-free version of Daily Tech Headlines and support the show directly? Go to DailyTechHeadlines.com to find out how. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then, Stripe Tap to Pay on iPhone came along and changed everything. With Stripe, I streamline my payment process effortlessly. No more juggling different methods. Just a simple tap on my iPhone and transactions are complete. What's truly remarkable is how Stripe caters to all my customers' preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Stripe ensures a smooth checkout experience every time. Setting up Stripe was a breeze, taking just minutes to get up and running. From local markets to global retailers... Stripe helped me expand my reach and grow my business with ease. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. These are the Daily Tech Headlines for Thursday, July 23rd, 2020. I'm Rich Strappolino. On AT&T's earning call, CEO John Stanky told analysts that HBO and HBO Max had a combined 36.3 million subscribers by the end of June. Of this, HBO Max had roughly 3 million retail subscribers, with another 1 million activations coming through bundles with other AT&T platforms. Stanky said that getting HBO subscribers that use linear cable service signed up to HBO Max had been slow, and that HBO Max users spend 70% more time in the app than HBO Now users. Twitter announced that during the coordinated social engineering attack that hit the service last week, attackers were able to access the direct messages of up to 36 of the 130 targeted accounts. Twitter said this included the DMs of one elected official in the Netherlands and that the attackers did not access the DMs of other high-profile politicians that had their accounts taken over. In its Q2 earnings, Twitter said it saw moderate recovery in its ad business since March, with ad revenue down 23% year-over-year for the quarter, but slowing down to 15% down in the last three weeks of June. The company reported revenue of $683 million, missing analyst expectations of $707 million. Due in part to a $1.1 billion loss on deferred tax assets, the company reported it lost $1.39 per share. Twitter saw monetizable daily active users increase 34% in the year to 186 million users, beating analyst predictions of 172.8 million and the largest increase since Twitter adopted the metric. In an interview, CFO Ned Siegel said that the recent attack on high-profile Twitter users would not require a significant increase in expenditures. After the information first reported a group of investors were in discussions to buy TikTok from ByteDance, Ars Technica has two sources that say the venture capital firms General Atlantic and Sequoia Capital are leading an investment discussion with the U.S. Treasury and other regulators to see if buying and firewalling the app from parent company ByteDance would satisfy U.S. concerns about the app's security. If the buyout went forward, ByteDance would reportedly keep a minority stake in TikTok with non-voting shares. Apple released a study it paid for that shows Apple's App Store has the same commission structure as other app stores like Google Play, Amazon, Samsung Galaxy, Microsoft, and gaming app stores for the Xbox, PlayStation, Nintendo, and Steam. 
The study also looked at media platforms like Roku, Spotify, and YouTube, as well as e-commerce platforms like eBay, Etsy, and Uber. Most platforms, with the exception of few like Epic Games, charge around the same 30% that Apple does. Apple announced it will start loaning special iPhones with more access to the device's OS to skilled and vetted researchers to help find and report security vulnerabilities that Apple can fix as part of its iOS security research device program. The iPhones will have SSH access and root shell to run custom commands with the highest access to the software, and debugging tools so security researchers can run their code and better understand what's going on. Apple says the devices won't pose an additional security risk if they're lost or stolen. Google announced it was delaying the shift to mobile-first web indexing, originally planned for this September and now scheduled for March 2021. Google has already started indexing new websites with mobile-first indexing since July 2019. Google also announced new security features in G Suite. Gmail will test showing a brand's logo as an avatar in an email to indicate if a message is authentic. This will rely on the brand's indicator for message identification standard and used in conjunction with the domain-based message authentication, reporting, and conformance standard, which helps stop scammers from forging from addresses in an email. Google will also flag links suspected as malicious in chat. Google Meet will no longer allow uninvited guests to virtually knock in an attempt to rejoin a meeting, and G Suite admins will be able to block specific apps from accessing G Suite data. Facebook expanded tests on a redesign to Pages on mobile, which will offer a cleaner design and easier management to owners. The redesign removes the Like button, instead only giving users the option to follow and displaying a follower count. Pages themselves will focus on key information, like a page's bio and posts. On the management side, the redesign makes it easier to edit access and assign roles to a page managers, and more easily show insight analytics directly on the page and for individual posts. At a recent roundtable, Facebook shared details about how it uses a simulation of the site called DubDub, built on Facebook's actual code base, to identify and prevent harmful behavior on the platform. The research is led by engineer Mark Harmon and the company's AI team in London, and uses AI bots to simulate behavior, with bad actor bots trying to exploit the networks and behaviors of innocent bots. The researchers can then add in interaction constraints, like limiting the number of messages and posts able to be sent within a specific time to see how that influences bad actors. Bots can either be given specific behavior, made to emulate actual behavior seen on Facebook, or be given a goal and left unsupervised. Harmon says this gives Facebook the ability to see how policy changes will impact the platform at scale without disrupting real users. And finally, Plex announced the addition of 80 ad-supported live TV channels to its streaming service, available to subscribers and free users. Users can access the channels through a new section called Live TV on Plex, which shows a traditional grid guide of what's playing and coming up on each channel. Users can customize the channel listings, but cannot record the channels to a Plex media server. Plex eventually plans to integrate the channels with its existing products for recording from Live TV with an antenna. Remember, for more discussion of the tech news of the day, subscribe to Daily Tech News Show at dailytechnewsshow.com. And remember to rate and review Daily Tech Headlines wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you next time. And from all of us here at Daily Tech Headlines, remember, have a super sparkly day. My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then... Stripe Tap to Pay on iPhone came along and changed everything. With Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. No more juggling different methods. Just a simple tap on my iPhone and transactions are complete. What's truly remarkable is how Stripe caters to all my customers' preferences. 
Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Stripe ensures a smooth checkout experience every time. Setting up Stripe was a breeze, taking just minutes to get up and running. From local markets to global retailers, Stripe helped me expand my reach and grow my business with ease. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone.